you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey everybody, it's Matt Michaels here with Sin City Steve and Simon Street on the Vegas Bad Boys, a podcast thing, and we're joined by guest bad boy this week, Mr. PJ Darden, the Roundtable Pro Wrestling Podcast, the franchise player, Bad Blood. I'm telling you, it's a great show that you guys do. Um, people should check it out, and uh, we've always been happy to have you as one of our, not only uh, colleagues, you know, doing stuff with, but as a friend. And, you guys uh, are fucking awesome. <laughs> well, at, le- at least, the, you know what? The, the most awesome bad boy, as we were saying, is out right now, DJ Impact. And uh, for those of you who uh, haven't heard, and hopefully we'll, we'll see this video maybe next week while he's out. So uh, if he's listening right now, get ready. Because DJ actually was on a horse this weekend. And... Uh, I, I mean, the rest of us, uh, kudos to you because you won't catch any of us on a horse. Mm-hmm. Nope. And Steve, you're from Ohio and you won't even get on a horse. Nope. nope. Man, all I got to say, Impact, is what your thighs and your ass feel like after that and Bruh. how much you own. I'm just saying, if you've ridden a horse once ever in your life, you realize it's either for you or not for you. Mm. My man got hemorrhoids right now from the horse. I'm telling you. <laughs> Well, he's he's got two more weeks to uh, work on those hemorrhoids then before he's back <laughs> on the show. So. <laughs> All right, we're we're doing our three count here, and uh, this week our first uh, story comes from Wrestling Inc. It's an update on WWE versus AEW ratings battle in the U.S. and abroad. Um, WWE business has been trending in a positive direction for several months, with TV ratings and live attendance up over a year, uh, up a, up year over year. Last week's SmackDown in particular showed how much the Bloodline storyline is connecting with massive ratings increase for the celebration of Roman Reigns' 1,000 days as champion, coming off the Jimmy Uso turn at Night of Champions. At the same time, AEW's ratings and attendance are generally down year over year. Some new details on each company's standing at the moment came together in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter. From good old Uncle Dave, all three weekly WWE shows are up a year over year. In the key demographic, the one most valued by advertisers, adults aged 18 to 49, with Raw on a 19-week streak and SmackDown on a 22-week streak, and NXT being up year over year, 22 of the last 26 weeks. AEW, however, is seeing... The opposite results, Dynamite is on a streak of being down year over year for 26 weeks and Rampage down 24 the last 26 weeks. In the United Kingdom, ratings for AEW programming have fallen dramatically since April 5th announcement of the all-in show at Wembley Stadium. Though Dynamite has difficulty sustaining 
100,000 or more viewers since the week of Wembley announcement. The viewership had been inconsistent for a few months. The real uh, decline appears to have started in January as Dynamite went down from comfortably hovering in the 150,000 to 200,000 viewer range most weeks to a range that was generally about 85,000 to 155,000. So Simon Street, um, you brought this up, and um, it's kind of interesting to see what's going on. Uh, what caught your eye in terms of the story that you thought it was something that should be talked about? Because um, typically, you know, even though we banter about ratings and stuff, um, you know, ratings generally nowadays are not necessarily, I think, a, a factor other than getting a bigger TV contract because of the advertiser dollars, right? So, Simon, what caught your eye about this, and um, what are you thinking about what this article had to say? Well, I think also, too, <clears throat> as you kind of read earlier, some of what was kind of captured was kind of dating back to January. And so you look at a lot of the moves and stuff that AEW is doing right now. And so when I was reading this, I kind of looked and then maybe it's just me that thought about this. Like, OK, is some of the moves that are playing out now. And I would say, you know, let me know, guys, if you agree, AEW is being definitely more aggressive with, uh, you know, anywhere from content to moves that they're making. Um, they're, they're, they're going for it. Right. And so I wonder if January. Yes, some of the stuff that they're doing now probably was already planned, but they're putting some extra fire on it. Could these indicators because i don't think that ratings are the end all be all like it used to be but i do think it's a good indicator right it's a good pulse read for the most part in this business where it is today um i kind of looked at that and i was wondering i was like hey man like this is pretty dang on interesting uh you know in the comparison even though they talked about it as a whole i, I kind of looked a little bit and i looked at you know some of the comparisons between smackdown and rampage i won't go into details on that because that is like a landslide <laughs> type of comparison but Dynamite particularly, like, uh, I had question marks. And I figured I'd bring it to the table. I know Sin City, you're somebody that has a little bit more insight. And I know you could offer some. And also, BJ, you have some insight as well. Um, and I really wanted to get a balanced approach from you two gentlemen, if that's okay, to answer a question for a guy who, like me, I'm a consumer that's uh, a little bit above Mayweather as of lately. But I kind of want to know that. You said it. You said it last time about your son being a Mayweather fan. It's fair. I'm a Mayweather AEW fan. I don't fall away from that. I'll be honest. Simon, didn't I say that Simon, two weeks ago? Simon, what? listen to what I'm saying. It's not uh -huh. Mayweather. It's Fairweather. Well, oh, well, I just connotated Mayweather as a negative thing. So I said Mayweather. So <laughs> let it stick. It sticks. But at least it makes money. So let's continue on. You ain't wrong. Yeah. Um, ratings honestly don't mean shit. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. Ratings don't mean shit. For the simple fact that streaming services, you can DVR a show and watch it three fucking days later. It doesn't matter. AEW just literally got like $5 billion for the new, for their TV rights. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yep. If ratings were that bad, do you think, do you think Warner Brothers Media would be like, yo, here's some money. Oh, by the way, let's have another show. No. Mm -hmm. Ratings don't fucking matter. You know, the the, the key demographic, the 18 to, 30, 18 to 45, yeah, I get that. You know, back in the day, that was fine. Nielsen ratings and all that bullshit. Um, competition, and as much as I hate to say this, Eric Bischoff was right. Controversy reads cash. 
Yep, facts. You got the whole Bloodline saga. You got the CM Punk brawl out saga with the Bucks, and you got CM Punk coming back. I said from day one that was a fucking work. I tried to talk to Nick and Matt. They wouldn't tell me if it was a work or not. But you know how when someone talks to you and they say, well, you know, Matt, I really can't talk about it, but, you know, things yeah. things aren't what they seem. It's a fucking work, bro. <laughs> someone says that it's a work. Um, but it's smart money to have him come back and do his own thing, and then they, you know, they're going to see each other at pay-per-views. There's no way they're not going to see each other at pay-per-views. Just like the, the whole bloodline saga. I predicted everything that was going to happen months before it happened. Is because it's the WWE's the way the WWE puts their product and the way they did do their program. You can see if you watch close, close enough, you can see the story unfold before your eyes. You know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like watching the end of the movie and then saying, "Shit, that was a crazy ass ending." So I'm gonna so go back and watch the beginning now. What What is the ending to the Bloodline? Then beginning to the Bloodlines, everyone's gonna turn to Roman. Like right now, you're going to have Bloodline Civil War, and that's going to be great. It's going to be Solo, Solo and Roman, and they're probably going to bring Rikishi into it. You know what I mean? Like, like the, it, it's a possible it's, another member of the family. Yeah, so, you know, and you might you might bring a small werewolf in. You never know. You know, I mean? you know. So, but but the the question is this, and, and you 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 said, you know, finding seeing the end and then working backwards essentially. The question is this though. And what they're kind of doing right now, it seems like almost the pinnacle of what this feud is going to end up being, which no one has said, no one, is it's going to be a fatal four-way between the four of them at WrestleMania. I like that. I like that idea. I love that. I love for the simple fact that that right there would be a very high-end WrestleMania main event. Right. Yep. But that's not going to be it. You know why that's not going to be it? Because it makes fucking sense. Well, here's here's one last thing. Here's one last that's thing. That's why it's not going to happen. And and I'll tell you why it makes fucking sense and why it could happen. Because the only way to get him involved that he could do it without having to be trained and ready is you have the Rock as the referee. That's how you get him involved. And that's how you settle who the family new bloodline leader is going forward in you know in wrestling. Uh, man, I wish this was another show. Shit. I'm holding back. Like the only problem is the rocks been taking so many L's. I mean the XFL in real life or or in real life? Yeah, a lot of real life. Black Adam is falling apart. I mean, he had to like kiss ass and go back to the Little Rock just got it just got canceled. Yeah, he has some, some legal issues. Didn't he, he got some legal like issues on the XFL? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so in the grand scheme of things, he probably does need wrestling. So he probably should get his ass back into the ring and start training. He should, um, but you know, you know, he won't. And the yeah. thing that I see happening, and we all know Vince is still a part of the booking. Vince is still in control. Oh, come on now. We're gonna have The Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania, <clears> and fucking, yeah. that's that's gonna happen because now The Rock needs money. Well, but again, the question is, and it really comes down to what the production schedule is like for him going forward. If he can't get the training in 
that he feels he needs, there's no way he's going to go out there and actually wrestle. Well, let me ask if, you this: if what, he, do you, what do you if do for a shoot if it's job? That bad, then yeah, he'll he'll take his time and do it. What do you do for a shoot job? For a shoot job? Yeah. If you, if you got one, I'll take it. Okay, well, <laughs> let's see. There you go, okay, guys. Well. Application. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like for me, like for me. I work, I work at Nike. Work at Nike World Headquarters. Okay, I deal with the athletes when they come on campus. I deal with LeBron. I deal with Jordan. I deal with all those guys. Fucking Pete Sanford's. All these fucking people, right? Imagine if I came to work and I told my boss, "Yo, man, uh, I don't need to be here today. I'm gonna go home." Right? Mm. And I say that every day. Cause I know I got fat, I got fast stack of money. I, I don't need to go to work. And then that fast stack of money run out, and I'm like, shit. Now I gotta go back to work. Let me go beg my boss for my job back because I need the money now. That's the rock going to do in Vince. Rock's gonna be like, yo, Vince, I never said I left the WWE. I got that lifetime contract. I need this fucking, I need this bag real quick. Let me go. Oh, whoa, listen here, pal. And how you wrestle Roman at WrestleMania, pal, and you're gonna fucking put him over. Then it'll work for me, Vince. Okay, pal, we'll put the belt on you, pal. And, uh, you know, you can be the champ for about, you know, six months. And at SummerSlam, you're going to lose to Sami Zayn. Then it'll work for me, pal. Then it'll work for me, pal. That's what Roman's doing right now. He's like, hey, we're going to pal. You know, <laughs> The Rock, being a referee, The Rock ain't going to take no job like that. The Rock ain't gonna, his ego was too big for him it to be a WrestleMania as ref. It, it wouldn't make sense. Well, it would make absolute sense. I would feel like he's doing the rock bottom with nobody in him when he's about to do the count. Because of- <laughs> 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 Think about it. No, Take a, a second. Count. It doesn't doing matter it. if it was a three count. Doing it three times. But, no, but, but it makes sense in the sense that if you have the four guys going against each other, there's your guy who decides because he's the family you know, he truly is the head. Let's fucking face he, it. He right? really is a tribal chief, honestly. Yeah. Like, can he, I throw a quick pipe bomb? Can I throw a real pipe bomb? Who the real enemy of the whole bloodline is? And it was revealed on uh, on SmackDown. Paul Heyman. Yep. Bro. So whatever the fuck you do. No, 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 no. Time out. Time out. Whatever the fuck you do. Yep. Okay. You have to showcase that motherfucker as Voldemort. Jafar, any other nefarious motherfucker who weaves and shit and make I'm serious. For real. Well, yeah, hey, yeah and, and I agree, bro. I fucking 1,257. I agree. Paul I Heyman think, is the Paul Heyman is the look, it all started with Sami Zayn and the conspiracy. Who right. told Sammy there was a conspiracy against him? Paul Heyman. It was Paul yep. Heyman. Mm-hmm. Paul Heyman is working everybody. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I think that, in my opinion, I talked about this on my show. I think Jimmy Uso and Sami Zayn are working in cahoots. There you go. Oh, they definitely are. The way they look at each other. That's the conspiracy right there. Yep. Mm-hmm. I just hope and, that, uh, that comes and, to fruition. And Chairman, uh, Charmaine Marie says, boo to Roman. So I agree, I, I think that's a popular uh We all thing. for okay. second yeah, that. A, all right. So it's a shared sentiment you know, for sure. Uh, just really quick, uh, you know, we're talking bloodline because of the fact that the fucking ratings are, you know, yeah. through the roof with Roman's thousand days. So for everyone who fucking hates him, you know, you're still seeing them hit these numbers. And at the same time, 
um, like the article mentioned, the AEW numbers have been down. They should at least, well, they're going to spike on Saturday because they've never had a show on Saturday. So you get an automatic new audience on that day. Mm -hmm. You should get pretty damn good numbers. But will they be able to retain it? And at what point do they go, hey, guess what? CM Punk is bringing us numbers here. Dynamite's not bringing us the same numbers. We need to move them onto Dynamite so that people will start watching that. And you know so, the thing about what you just said, not, not to cut you off, Simon, but the thing about what you said about bringing CM Punk to Dynamite, remember AEW just got rid of, uh, got rid of uh, Dark and Dark Elevation. So in my mind's eye, and being a promoter and a booker and being a wrestler, I can see AEW Rampage becoming the NXT of, of AEW. Because that Saturday show is going to be popping for at least three, four, five months. I mean, honestly, think about it. Who the fuck is going to be I, I could see that. I, I think that they'll they'll use ROH more of a developmental. Um, mm -hmm. I could I could easily see them using Rampage as more like um like a squash matches and essentially what Dark and Dark Elevation were, mm -hmm. um, except it's on broadcast TV. So yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. Whatever's well, gonna happen, Charmaine really wants Adam Cole to Bay Bay to beat the shot of MJF. And the, so the 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 thing that we've that we've can pretty much mostly agree on is that you know ratings really don't matter all that mm -hmm. much in the grand scheme of things. Really, what matters is going to be your ticket sales, yep. and that is something that we do have to look at, quite frankly. And I say that being an AEW maximalist, um, you know, like I I. I I was at Double or Nothing. Um, I I saw the the two sections that were nearly empty, um, you know. And I made mention of this last week. Um, Pat McAfee said on his show that the arena was like seventy five percent empty, which it clearly fucking wasn't. However, um, that narrative is out there, and the fact that that narrative exists gives a little bit of you know, it gives power to those comments mm -hmm. of oh well AEW's ratings are in the are in the tank AEW's starting to you know go down or whatever but BJ like what you said they just got picked up they got two new hours of TV every single week and they got an, a substantial amount of money from Warner Brothers Discovery so i think that it's really something that is hyperbole and tribalism at play between AEW maximalists versus WWE maximalists. I think that both companies are actually doing extremely well. Um, if you look at it, of course, and Michaels, I know this is going to drive you insane, but they have sold over 65,000 tickets to all in and well, they, need a fucking match. Match. <laughs> they need a huge fucking match. So who's to say that they don't just go ahead and pull the trigger and have CM Punk and FTR face Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks to main event all in. That, that, is, that is how you close out that show. That will be blood and guts. I will book blood and guts for that fucking show. Well, well um, that's, will, that's there be shoes? Will, will there be shoes missing? Yeah. <laughs> or, or if you want to get crazy, let, let's fucking get crazy with it. You want to get nuts? Star? Let's get yeah, nuts. Let's get fucking nuts, Michael Keaton. You want to? You want? Yeah, let's do this. We have Forbidden Door. We have Kenny Omega versus Osprey, dream match, right? Everyone loves that. Then we have Brian Danielson versus Okada, 
great. Let's book CM Punk and motherfucking Kenta. Ooh, Let's bring some of these real life hate, like like real life heat. Because you know what? Like like Eric Bischoff said, controversy creates cash. Book these motherfucking shows like this. I think the fact that um, that Jamie Hayter lost the AW Women's World Championship that's going to probably be a main match in the UK. Yep. Yeah, she's she's got to win it in mm-hmm. in, in, London, in London. You know they, that, that should also, make all the sense in the world. Oh, that, that's that's going to be great. They also have. Um, um, a lot of debuts are gonna be coming out. You know, what I mean, like, there's so much stuff that I, can, I know that I can't. can't there's say. some people. There's some people if they if they toe ain't or ankle ain't hurt so much, they probably might be uh, donning the stage. I'm excited about. Yeah, yeah. you know, and there's also rumor that we're gonna have a match. Um, I mean, it was, it's been a hype. Nigel McGuinness and Brian Danielson. Yeah. Nigel McGuinness in the UK versus Brian Danielson, his first match back. Dude, hell yeah! Sign me up for that shit. Keep in mind. AEW just sold out. I mean, pretty much sold out an arena that everyone was like, you guys are going to fucking get 2,000 people in there. You guys fucking suck. Going back to what Steve said about the camera work, look, look, look I love Pat McAfee. The guy's great. The guy's great on the fucking mic. He's great. Oh, yeah, but completely. He's a WWE fucking loyalist. He works for the company. He's going to shit on the, the fucking competition easily. Yep. What people don't know, and I'm going to tell you guys this because I've worked with WWE shows backstage. I've been backstage at WWE and AEW shows. I've done television production. There's a certain part of the arena that is completely black with no fans mm-hmm. there because that's mm-hmm. where the fucking hard cam sits along mm-hmm. with the sound techs, the video techs, and everybody. So guess what? You're going to have a whole section of a fucking building not full of people. You ever go to a concert, an 80,000 fucking seat arena? And they only sell 68,500 seats. Oh, guess what? That's fucking staging that's right there. That's mm-hmm. why you can't sell it out. Yep. Yeah. So for all you WWE loyalists who want to shit on a product, here's my advice to you. As a professional wrestler, sit down, shut up, sit back, and watch the fucking show. If you don't like AEW, guess what? You can turn the fucking channel. If you don't like WWE, turn the channel. Simple as that. Because in the grand scheme of things, your internet trolling and your bitching isn't going to do anything. You know, someone can say, God, the biggest bad boys podcast fucking suck. And guess what? I'm going to watch it because you said it sucked. So now you just you just gave them another fucking fan because you said they suck. People were saying... Secret. Secret. That's how we get a lot of ratings. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> WWE fans were like, oh, AEW is going to fucking not be able to sell this building out. It fucking going to suck. So now, every time a WWE loyalist opens their mouth and talks shit about them not selling a ticket, they sell five tickets. Yep. Oh, Tony Khan's buying all his tickets so he can fill his arena. Why the fuck would he do that? Why would I, why would I spend money to put on an event, buy my own tickets, knowing that I have to give the venue a percentage of the tickets? So now I had to pay the, percent, I had to pay the venue twice? Come on, hey, people. Co- be, be cocaine, smarter, man. Co- cocaine makes you do crazy things. I mean, be smarter. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, right. Cocaine does make you do thing, make you do crazy things. But you know, putting DNA all over people's NDAs too. Ooh, right. that, was that was a good one. That was a good one. But it cost too much. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on here. Uh, the second count this week uh, because we just talked ratings, and this is uh, an interesting thing. Um, 
comes from comicbook.com. More on why Seth Rollins is returning to WWE NXT to defend his World Heavyweight Championship. Um, Braun Breaker made waves in wrestling this week when he called out Seth Rollins to defend the World Heavyweight Championship on NXT. Uh, you know, NXT has uh, this year, um, you know, brought back Baron Corbin, Mustafa Ali, Dana Brooke, uh, all just within you know the last two weeks here. Yep. Uh, Dave Meltzer is reporting uh, that um, it was teased Rollins versus Breaker match is Nick Khan's doing uh, because he wants to start positioning NXT as a legitimate third brand against. Uh, again, alongside Raw and SmackDown, like it was before it went 2.0. Uh, the deal is that Nick Khan thing, you know, bring like they had Dana Brooke, which is no big deal, but still, um, Baron Corbin, bring more main roster stars to NXT every week, uh, boost the ratings, try to boost the price for renewal from USA Network because the ratings are higher. So that's the strategy they're going with, and you're going to see more main roster guys uh on it for the next couple of weeks um you know and and he he says it's funny because that's what triple h wanted to do but they made it a developed mid-brand with the 2.0 uh and didn't go with that um i think that this is relevant here in what we were just talking about because it really deals with ratings um now steve i know that you're not too happy with this so what's your take on the idea of you know, defending the title as one thing, but also using this as leverage to get a bigger television contract. So I wouldn't have a problem if it was a match. I wouldn't have a problem if it was Rollins showing up on the show. But to actually have a legitimate title defense of your World Heavyweight Championship on a developmental show, I have a major problem with that. Because... Let me ask you just one simple question. Would Roman Reigns do it? Well, you can't, um, you, you, you can't get the guy to wrestle on, on free TV yeah, on the main roster. No, of, of course, of course. Um, and But let's also, let's call it real here. Yeah. The reason that that championship exists right now is because USA Network wanted a championship. Yeah. And USA Network is what we're dealing with when we're talking about the network that needs to be doing contract renewals. So, yeah. And um, so, I mean, that, you know, that is that's one one wrinkle to it. But the thing that, that gets me is I would have been completely great and I wouldn't have had any issue with it whatsoever <laughs> if it would have been any of those things. Or what I really hope that they would have done was they would have had Rollins big league him and say, no, this title has to be on Raw. You're not a Raw superstar. So once you get a contract, then we'll talk. And then that sets that angle into play where Braun is doing whatever he can to get on Raw so he can get the title match so that it means something as opposed to just a, a shitty vignette on a Tuesday night that seemed hastily done. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you and I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna agree with you because what you're saying is completely one thousand percent. Roman wouldn't do it. But here's the thing. Remember when Ric Flair was the NWA world heavyweight champion? 
It was traveling the territory, defending the world title at little mom and pop places. I wrestled Tim Storm for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship in Portland, Oregon, in front of 400 people. In, in a small wrestling company, he was the world champion traveling the world defending the title against against all all challengers. Remember when Sasha Banks and Bailey were the golden role models, and they were the they were the world tag team champions and defended the belts on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. And NXT. This is how and Matt said something earlier about AEW having so many fucking titles. WWE has way too many fucking titles. They have women's tag team titles. They have NXT women's tag team titles. They have the SmackDown and Raw women's champion. So Roman Reigns doesn't defend the title because he's too good for that. So, so they were like, USA was like, we won our own title. Okay, so now you got the Constellation Championship. Mm-hmm. But Seth Rollins is going to be the guy that's going to defend, defend the world title. Mm-hmm. That means against <clears throat> Braun Breaker, against De- Fandango, against Sin City Steve, against Simon Street, you know, against Charmaine Marie, against the I'm fucking down. dude Let's down do the it. street. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's defending the world champion. He is legitimately the reigning defending <clears throat> undisputed world heavyweight champion. Defending against everybody. That right there to me is the best thing that could possibly happen. Because if you do that, let's just say they get rid of the NXT title. Let's say they get rid of the fucking the, the universal world fucking trios. You know, I'm whatever the fuck three titles Roman has now. You know what I'm saying? What if they do that and they have truly one world champion who's defending the title, guess what? Around the world. Indie promotions have a problem by saying we have a world champion. No, you have the fucking Texas championship. You have the LA California championship. You yeah. got the Denver Colorado championship. You got the world champion. So with Seth Rollins defending the world title at NXT, I did have a problem with it when I first heard when I first thought about it. I'm like, what the fuck? Braun Breaker, give me a break. You know? But now, as as we're talking about this, I'm starting to think about it like that's a good fucking idea. Because now, correct with the USA thing, they're trying to build up the ratings or whatever the viewership so they can leverage that for more money. Business, that's good business. But from a fan's point of view, having Rollins defend the title against everybody, bro, that's money. That is money. And Charmaine, 30 years in the business, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm not wrong about that. Sorry. Simon, what are your thoughts on this whole idea that, you know, um, these ratings are uh, trending one way for the one company and the other for the other company uh, when there is so much tribalism and, you know, it only feeds into that tribalism to then point this out. Well, the one thing that I can say is this was all part of the plan going back seven years ago. And I'm going seven years ago and I want someone from WWE to, to give me a nod to confirm it. They've always had this plan of restructuring WWE. And when we first started this this uh, podcasting, I said the very bold claim. And some people jumped on me. Wrestling in the next five years, and this is something I stated, will have to change the landscape in order to be viable form of entertainment for the next generation. 
It was never going to survive to be the attitude area. It was never going to survive to be the golden age area or the territorial days. It had to be amalgamation of taking what worked in those eras, formulating it and seeing what the current market is, and then clicking the trigger and get the right people in place to do it consistently and effectively. And that is Nick Khan. That man knows how to will and deals. He could get me a goddamn sports contract. If he told me, Rome, I'm going to get you a sports contract in the NFL. I'll be looking at him like, what the fuck? He probably could do it because he's that damn good. What I am saying is, is there's other companies that are doing it outside of WWE that are finding success. And especially in this landscape of post, post COVID, which put a lot of companies upside down. And everybody knows business 101. When your company is upside down, it's time to restructure. 100%. You're going to you're going to get rid of and cut to trim the fat of whether it's not producing and you're going to go in and come up with an effective plan to be able to be profitable. Whether that means getting back in the black or if that's meaning to have to get a, a look at your ROI report down the road. You're going to have to do something and that's what WWE's done. Now, take what WWE just did. I'm going to say something that's a little bit more sincerely and I'm going to project the future. There's a little movie that just came out, okay? It's called Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Big movie, nobody expected to do as good as it did. 389.9 million for a movie that they didn't even expect to even get like that. In a week. In a week. Now, now Sony is fucking genius because they knew at the end of the day, down the road, the, the, the relationship they have with the movie rights for Spider-Man and with Marvel, they were gonna have to do something the long game. The long game was being able to be able, what's viable down the road? Who's your audience? Now, I'm going to tell you right now, that Spider-Verse, if you haven't seen it, you should go see it right now. It's one of the best Spider-Man experiences I've seen in probably most of my life. And this is for someone that reads comic books who actually read the article. It, it touched base on everything. My point is, is that WWE is now figuring it out. If you connect the dots with what they were doing with, with entertaining a lot of NCAA athletes and getting more athletes in there, building the build a star, unlike with be a star, they, they perfected be a, the build a star. That was phase number one. They raised the bar on what it took to be a star in WWE. You have to be athletical. You have to be able to have a certain type of acumen on the mic to be able to hold yourself, right? They have also took trimmed the fat. We used to bitch and complain a long time ago. Remember all of us bitching and complain about all these people that got cut, but those were trimming the fat. Again, part of the business practice of restructuring. And now we're getting scaling up to now, the belts all changing. NXT women's title and the uh, uh, the women's tag team titles for NXT and the main roster are going to be merging, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be happening. It's not just because they got a new deal with who makes the belts. They're putting functionality behind belts. There was one belt that was in WWE that I love that had that type of functionality, and that was the United States belt. John Cena made it had be functional. And for a time, people looked at it. That was the belt that you defended. Now, there's been other promotions that have done it. The television title that was on TNA, that was something that you had to defend at night in and night out, correct? Anytime there's television, you had to defend it. That is what people who, when we're long gone and dead, and we got a freaking uh, a catheter in our asses and we're watching wrestling, this younger generation audience is going to be looking for more functionality from their props. Because even though the stars make the props, the prop has to be functional. If I give you a shovel, what is the functionality of that shuffle? 
is for you to dig a hole. If I give you a rake, what is the functionality of that rake? For a time, WWE got away from having functionality in their titles, and it just started being numbers. Now we're coming into the era to where this functionality. Now with this title, him going to NXT and with the right people in play, it is smart. It's brilliant because I guarantee you if I do the demographics on who watches the main roster and who watches NXT, you're going to find the younger demographic watching the NXT. And even though 2.0 was a bit of a bust for our demographic, it wasn't a bust for the younger people. They yeah. like the splash of Kool-Aid colors. They like that, all that stuff. And it drawed them in. So now that if we're talking fishing, we put the bait out there, everybody's biting that shit. And guess what? Vince McMahon, for love him or hate him, Nick Khan, Hunter, all of them, they can just sit down, sip some lemonade, and see the money come on in. That is the best way anyone's ever put that shit. One of those of Simon, you were on the fucking money with that, man. Um, I, I, I agree. I just, I, I fucking agree. Yeah. Agreed. All right. That, that's that's a good way to, to, to end that uh, topic. And I think that brings us into the final topic on Three Count. And this comes from Fightful.com. Vince McMahon had been making changes to WWE shows via phone before being backstage this week. Uh, many in the WWE tell us they're in a wait-and-see mode after Vince McMahon has made his presence known since WrestleMania and has been making regular changes to WWE shows remotely but hasn't popped up backstage. As our Inside the Royal Rumble 3 feature indicated in January 2022 saw an all-time low in WWE morale. Um, of course, then, you know, we saw Vince go away. Uh, the roster was sure Triple H was still in the role now of uh, being the creative genius that he is. Um, when Vince came back uh, for you know this deal with uh, selling the company, and um, you know it, it says that they've been subject to late changes whenever Vince sees it fit remotely. Uh, it was reiterated uh, that Vince McMahon is there in person, which he hasn't been since Mania Week, so that the changes were a lot heavier and less reason to them. However, those we spoke to on the roster said that instead they hear that Vince calls in the changes remotely and does it with heavy alterations. Still, there hasn't been a talent that have told us that they've had more flexibility in their promos uh as of late than when vince was present um morale was particularly high after european tour um so vince was at raw this past week uh last week and it really um <laughs> you know there, there's really no indication here if there was a real effect by Vince, but the idea that he was merely there has caused this question of, is there more to it? Steve, you kind of brought this up. Steve, what's your, your reasoning? What are, you, what are you looking at in this story that catches your eye? I fucking told y'all. I fucking told y'all that he was going to be back. He was going to get his grubby fucking dirty ass paws into everything. Just a matter of time. We all knew it. So, I mean, this is just confirmation of it. Um, and, you know, yes, it, it, 
anybody who's listened to this show knows that I will give Vince props because without Vince McMahon, there is no professional wrestling industry as we know it today. Um, we're probably not doing this podcast if there's not a Vince McMahon. So, you know, all things considered, yes, he did pave the way. That, uh, that being said, he's done some really fucked up shit and he needs to atone for his sins. Bottom line. Um, he should not be, uh, he should not be backstage at fucking raw, especially when he was removed. <laughs> he was out and out removed previously. He said that he was retiring and that he was done. And then magically the cell gets facilitated and then he just comes so right here's back. The deal. Like here's happened. the deal about the cell. Vince is a smart man. Hey, Vince is a dirty fucking perverted ass racist piece of shit. Yep. But he's a smart man. True. Vince, Vince became buddy buddy with the guy that bought WWE, the, the whole Endeavor per project, whatever you want to call it. Funny, let's call Endeavor when Vince is always future endeavoring the shit out of people. The irony, right? The fucking irony. <laughs> um, so Vince, Vince became very close with this person, sold the company to him under the caveat that he become the chief executive officer. And his contract basically is when he decides he's done, then he's done. Vince can no longer be fired. Vince is there until the fucking day he dies. The guy who, who bought the WWE basically said, I'm the owner. Vince, do what you want to do. So with that being said, Vince has never fucking left. Nor will he ever leave. Vince is what, 70 fucking seven years old? Vince is gonna die sitting in the fucking sitting in gorilla, tearing up a script. I come on, BJ, he's gonna die hey. sitting in some woman that he oh, probably <laughs> wow. I don't think he, I don't think he's sitting oh, in that woman. I think he I think he full on parked. He full on parked into that. And it was probably the forbidden door. Let's be honest, it was probably the forbidden door. No, wait, but like, wait. Seriously. And then John John said, like my mom. What? <laughs> what are we talking about? I'm sure about? he wasn't saying like that. John, what? I hope your mom got a good NDA. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Wait, does 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 non-NDA stand for non-dick and ass? I mean, well, with, with Vince, you know. That's I mean, that's the like, new NDA. <laughs> she's like, I know NDA, but I always say DNA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you. Hold on, did he put her his DNA all over her contract? All over her NDA. Yep. He was like, I want you to see where I come from, lady. Anyway, um, that would be his DNA. But, I mean, I mean, he is a genetic jackhammer, so I mean, you know, think about that for a second. There you go. Um, but he's smart, and like him, love him, hate him, whatever. Vince is the grandfather of fucking mainstream professional wrestling. But remember when Vince was like, I'm going to inject the poison in the NWO. He was like, literally like, I'm going to inject my poison into my own company. And then I'm going to sell it. And I'm going to get this much money for it and reap the fucking rewards. So. Vince and, is like, uh, and like uh, Charmaine Marie says, Vince is 77. So, yeah, he, he will most likely the um dying. didn't his mom die like a hundred and fucking two yeah i mean but but let's face it his dad though 
died younger because he had cancer. So um, it's it's you know what are the odds of Vince McMahon living another what twenty three years and becoming Vince will fucking do some Tony Stark shit. He will download his conscience into a fucking. Yeah, so I was just about to say that. I was going to say that. That motherfucker's well, going to be fucking uh, Jarvis. He'll be exactly. <laughs> and he might literally be fucking Jarvis. So. I mean, Can you be- imagine that? Hold on. Hold on. Can you imagine that? People in Gorilla now have to have these Iron Man masks on, and you just see like the camera point of view of them talking, like, Vince, shut up. No, you got to book it this way. No, I, I could just see it. It'd be fucking amazing. Remember the Raw GM that was a laptop? Yeah, that's yes. going to be the future of Raw with Vince Faye. <laughs> and it will still be Michael Cole that is answering. <laughs> the general manager has spoken. <laughs> Shut the fuck because up. if there's anyone else who's going to live to be 100 in that company, it's Michael fucking Cole. Yeah, man. You ain't lying. What, 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 whatever he's taking, y'all better watch it because this man is going to live for a very long time. Oh, yeah. So Despite the, the getting real, his, his glasses knocked off. The, the real question is... Does it really, does it fucking matter if Vince is changing shit or not? I mean, has I, anyone seen a difference? Has anyone gone, yeah. oh my God, this product I, is... I've, I've seen a difference. And I'm going to tell you why yeah. I've seen a difference. We talked about this on another show. Everyone that watches WWE has been programmed since fucking childhood. And WrestleMania is the biggest show of the year. It's the fucking Super Bowl. It's the Emmys, the Grammys, the Oscars of professional wrestling. It is the the epitome of the word professional wrestling. You think of that? Every kid who grew up to be a wrestler wanted to headline WrestleMania, right? Not me. I'm excited for the Monday Night Raw after Mania. Over the course of fucking X amount of years, it's always been the most like, that's must-see TV. And we'll bitch and complain if it's not good. (laughs) The night after Mania always drew more than the fucking Super Bowl. Like, Mm -hmm. literally. This year's after WrestleMania, I was like, what in the fuck is going on? This was the worst night after WrestleMania in the history of all fucking sports entertainment. This it shit was, was so test. horrible. It, it was, was so a horrible. Test. I slapped myself for watching it. It was a it, it was a test, BJ. It, it, it was, was a test. And we it's all called a, it's called it's called no, it's called a market test. I fucking didn't. I didn't like that test. That was horrible. It was a market. T- I'm telling you. Bro. I'm telling you. No, you, you're uh, probably not, right. Because 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 the one thing I, I said a little bit earlier, and I won't go too long about it. Vince Mc. It doesn't matter what Vince McMahon does, as long as he's sitting in the chair to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. He's never really had a problem with going where the money goes and opportunity goes. Do you see what I'm saying? He has the right people in place to make the plays they need to make. He is he is basically formulated his Voltron. That motherfucker is the core of Voltron. He has all parts as needed assembled. He's good this to go. Like, I'll form the head, buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm telling you, he he's good to go. What you're going to see in the next guarantee, and I always like to say five years, but I will say even sooner than that, three years. You're going to see the new. WWE and it's going to be unlike unlike what he didn't do in his personal life it will be totally transparent it will be something that even though the smartest of smart marks and the most false of profits Dave Meltzer you can you can feel you can add to the cup all you want but bitch it ain't your cup it's Vince McMahon's cup Mm -hmm. and it is unlike the cup of the covenant 
it will be the most cup that overfills and you'll never get a drop because he's designed it that way. And it wasn't just him. It was brilliant minds that designed it because you said something, BJ, that was very, very important. And there's other things in history that we've done. I'll give you something simple. When you go to the grocery store, I know you got kids, right, BJ? Yeah. You got, uh, me and you got kids, right? Mm -hmm. These little motherfuckers ask for everything that's at their eye level. They don't ask for shit that's up at my eye level, mm -hmm. but we've been programmed into that, right? When you look at certain color cars, when you go look for a car, you gravitate towards certain color cars, yeah. right? This is how money is made. It doesn't matter what it is. Once you find that secret sauce, that is what it is. And WWE has found a secret sauce that America loves it. America, I, I, I equate, and I'm going to see all my people that watch porn, and I'm sorry I have to go here. WWE is like the Lisa Ann was to the sports. Wow. Wow. Everybody want to taste. It, is, it, it has been well proven. Everybody wants it. Everybody's proud to say they got with Lisa Ann. And still to this day, you mean to tell me you'll pass up Lisa Ann? NBA, NFL, A XFL. My point I got, taken. I, I got I to gotta give you this. <laughs> that's fucking legit. <laughs> Come on, man. If, if I'm another company... I'm going to see what the fuck WWE is doing. If I'm the NFL, I'm going to see what the WWE is doing because what's coming up in about a year? I don't know. Uh, those television rights. Mm. <gasps> oh, 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 who, who's got the ticket on the hot WWE. That's why Vince made all the moves he did. And it's not even past that, bro. It's not even just in our backyards of the USA. This motherfucker did made broker deals over the pond in the motherfucking desert. In places that's already on the uprising right now. Saudi Arabia is on its way up. And I'm talking about outside of wrestling. Do you get what I'm saying? It's going to be the number one tourist destination. And oh, people are going to want to go there. So again, yeah. I'm going to just stop right there. Because that's not what the show's about. You, you're right. And you're right. And I'm going to tell you this. How many WrestleMania has there been? 39, right? Uh, you know, yeah. That's 40, you know the so. total and, and, and um, um, WrestleNomics... Brandon Thurston at WrestleNomics, he he put this together. The total amount of money made for 39 WrestleManias is still 10 million less than one Saudi show made. Think about that. Can you yep. fucking believe that? 39 years of WrestleMania, blockbuster sales, billion dollar gates, one motherfucking Saudi show made more money. And they had a what, 10 year, and it's a 10 year deal with that? Yep. Yeah. The fuck out of here, man! <laughs> but see, but that's the whole thing. Let's let's uh, let's face it. Fuck TV rights, <laughs> right? And, and well, that's for them other people. That's for them other people that's trying to catch up. That's what I'm talking about. It. The Saudis just purchased the PGA. Yeah, they yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know, the fact of the matter is, um, when it comes down to it, is just television in general is we all know it's an outdated concept right yep. um when you look at it and um steve you said it uh aw needs to get content on max period. definitely all right that exposes you to more people yep. than tnt or tbs yep. all right it also gives you an option if it's a higher tiered price um for people who like the product to be paying an extra five ten dollars a month for max 
that would include the pay-per-views, right? Um, we know the WWE, when it's said and done, um, honestly, they, they set this up perfectly because they even saw having their own streaming service was nowhere near the money they were going to get from someone else who would lease out the product. Mm -hmm. And they already tested the product, so it made people want it. It was like a spoonful of sugar. Who wants the first spoon? It made medicine go down, that's for damn sure. <laughs> right. So no matter if Vince is there booking stuff and what the morale is, et cetera, et cetera, the honest answer is you have two different camps. One, it's what I saw training with Cena, okay? John knew what he was going to do. John loves pro wrestling, but John wasn't focused on becoming a pro wrestler. John was focused on becoming that next level, right? And at that time, The Rock hadn't even gotten there yet, right? Mm -hmm. We are just starting to see The Rock start to step there. So with the success that those guys have actually blueprinted, the idea now is that the WWE launches you to something different, right? And for those of us who've been in a ring, um, and I encouraged John a few years ago, if you don't have to take the bumps anymore, if you've gotten to the level where Hollywood is saying, we're going to let you do all this shit, fucking take it. Look at yes. the Yes. Yo. Hey, uh, really quick, I just wanted to answer one of Charmaine's questions where she stated, do you think Vince will live? Um, it doesn't matter if he lives, because the one thing I will tell you is this. Um, people ask me all the time, Simon Street, do you want to be rich? I say, hell no, I don't want to be rich. That to me is foolhardy. I want to be generationally wealthy, because at the end of the day, when you're generationally wealthy, not only do you uplift where your current circumstance is? You carve a goddamn hole because at the end of the day, there's tons of people, Charmaine, that have been saying, I want to be rich. I want to be rich. Yeah, you burning through two mil, five mil, six mil like it's your last meal. But truth be told, the real game has always been generational wealth. Think about the big companies that happened in America that's happened all over the world. So if your mindset ain't on generational wealth, ask yourself what your next move set should be. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, that sounds like a very Mayweather idea. That was. So, uh, <laughs> Money Mayweather at that. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Well played. I, I tell you what. If I can get in a fight with Mayweather, you better believe it ain't going to be. If I'm going to get knocked out, I'm going to make sure I maximize as much of that purse as I could possibly get and let's structure the deal because I can give you a little bit better than you got with the Paul. Well, on that note, everyone, thank you for tuning in to Three Count. We're going to get into some final thoughts. Simon Street, what are your final thoughts of this week? Look, everybody, uh, everybody, uh, thank you so much for tuning in to us and, and really just taking the time to chill with us. The, the chat was on fire. Thank you so much, John. Thank you so much, Charmaine, and everybody else who tuned in. We appreciate y'all. We invite and encourage everybody to come in. Unlike some other places, podcasts are a great place to be able to voice your opinion. Mm -hmm. right and even if it gets a little loud and crazy sin city steve be on the ones and the twos moderating all the time i see you up there brother <laughs> but at the end of the day it's a place where you can be you right and yeah. we take everybody's views so do what you do and tune in next week and see what we do i like that i totally like that man 
Sin City Steve, what do you got, man? All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, also, special thank you to all the brave men and women serving this country, whether you're doing it on lands foreign or domestic. Thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do. And last but not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P-Sports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. Okay. All right, BJ, your final thoughts, man. My final thoughts is this. Wrestling fans, just enjoy the product. You don't have to fight online. Be a WWE, AW, Ring of Iron, New Japan. Just enjoy the fucking product and have a good day. Stop hating on each other. There you go. And uh, final, and a final <laughs> thought. Um, uh, R.I.P. to mm-hmm. the Iron Sheik. Uh, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's sad uh, to see him go. Uh, he was eighty-one. Vince is 77. So over under on four years of Vince making it uh, to 81 or Fucking Jabroni. Fuck Hulk Hogan. What do you say? Fuck his mama? What do you say? I don't know what he said. I break his back, I make him humble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note and a good laugh, uh, everyone, thank you for tuning in. And until next week, everyone, happy wrestling.